1: When you look at a group of younglings, what's one of the first things that you notice? If you're like most, you probably were struck by the massive off-white helmets that many of the tiny Jedi wear atop their heads. Bearing a passing resemblance to the jet black helmets that Imperial gunners wore aboard the Death Star and other massive ships, you might be surprised to know that the younglings helmets actually serve a similar purpose. Today, we're going to take a few moments to reflect on those traditional Jedi helmets and what makes them so special. When we turn to the Legends continuity, it's easy to find a clear history of the younglings' helmets. While many Force-sensitive beings around the galaxy were able to naturally control their powers, most couldn't. And when the Jedi from the Temple on Coruscant discovered these young adepts and brought them back to the Core Worlds, they knew the following few years would be the most difficult ones. Among the many different skills that the younglings would learn, one of the most basic ones was known as Force Sense this ability allowed Jedi to use the Force instead of their own eyes to sense what was happening around them. With Force Sense, a Jedi could predict an enemy's attack, navigate through a pitch-black room, and even see the future. But before the younglings ever reached the point of deftly parrying a Sith Lord's Crimson Blade, they needed to practice something a bit more simple. And that's why Masters like Yoda and Qui-Gon Jinn gave their pupils the WJ-880 Binding Helmet. While wearing these helmets, younglings could cover their eyes and perhaps deafen their other senses so that they could focus on what the force was telling them. The history of the helmets only differs slightly when we look at the new canon, but they seem to have been a staple of the Jedi Order since at least the dawn of the High Republic era, in the years following the fall of the Sith at Rusan, In the era before the start of the Clone Wars, Grand Master Yoda could often be seen using the WJ-880 helmets while instructing a group of 4- to 8-year-old younglings on the basics of Shi Cho, or Form 1, lightsaber combat. This small class was known as Bear Clan, and it was one of Yoda's most promising groups of initiates in a while. Unfortunately, just like the other members of the Order, this group was likely wiped out by Anakin Skywalker, the Knight of Order 66, led by his attack on the Jedi Temple with the 501st, just after the defeat of Master Windu. On that very day in 19 BBY, connecting to the new Kenobi canon, Riva was actually studying Jedi martial arts with her instructor, Minas Velti. Along with her own class, Riva wore the iconic youngling's helmet, the WJ-880, when the 501st invaded their classroom and opened fire. And as she grew up, the tragic memory of that day haunted her dreams. Often she would freeze in fear as she recalled her fellow younglings in their white helmets, falling to the bolts of clone troopers and the blade of Darth Vader. In later years, when Obi-Wan Kenobi was drawn out of hiding by Princess Leia Organa, the wise old Jedi didn't have any spare youngling helmets on him when it came time to train Luke. So instead he relied on a Z-95 pilot's helmet with a his blast shield lowered, in order to blind Luke and force him to connect to the Force. And this got me thinking. Since the helmets themselves are pretty big and clunky, you can't help but wonder what other purpose they might serve. If simple blindfolds would have been more than enough to cover a youngling's eyes, why did the Jedi decide to use something as large as the WJ-880? Now, although the Jedi records don't tell us much, it's likely that the helmets were also able to dampen other senses. It might have also simply served as protection, in case one of their classmates tried to hit them with a wild swing from their training saber. Now, these training sabers that younglings used couldn't actually sever limbs. They would just kind of give you a buzz, a jolt. They'd hurt, but it wouldn't be anything life-threatening. By the time Luke Skywalker opened his new Jedi Academy and enrolled Kylo Ren and his classmates, the Jedi didn't seem to use the WJ-880 during training, as we can see here from The Rise of Kylo Ren. Issue 3. Although it might have popped up a time or two, Kylo's peers used more rudimentary tools, like basic wooden swords and piles of stones to master the ways of the Force. Perhaps in Grandmaster Luke's mind, the overcomplicated helmets that younglings used were another representation of the failure of the Jedi. Instead of keeping things simple, they always made everything so complex and dragged the galaxy along with them. Now, of course, this was Luke's New Age way of thinking. However, if we revert to the extended universe, if we revert to Legends... Luke Skywalker, when George was around, was pretty damn cool. Now, there are a few consistencies with The Last Jedi Luke and Legends Luke. And one of those consistencies are the fact that both Luke's felt the Jedi could have done things a little bit better. The more optimistic Luke Skywalker from Legends believed that having attachments wasn't all that bad. If you could control yourself from such attachments then that really made you a jedi because what kind of a test would it be if you had these temptations and abstained from it versus never having them at all because you can't handle the temptation itself and i always liked that thinking of luke skywalker from legends i think it would have been cool if luke used the same helmets that they used during the times of the republic or at least maybe just regular helmets used for piloting much like the one obi-wan gave to luke But as life goes, Luke had his own methods and his own ways to implement the Force and train his students. I often wonder if while Luke was training his students, if any of the Force ghosts from the past would appear to him and maybe train the students with him as well. I think that would be pretty fun to see. If maybe his students were receptive to Force ghosts and maybe Luke could be training them in lightsaber combat while perhaps Anakin was training them in the Force or training them in premonitions or how to see into the future a little easier. And maybe in another room or another class, Obi-Wan was teaching them something else and Qui-Gon something else and Yoda perhaps how to levitate things. Anyways, I guess only time will tell if they want to dive into that aspect of Star Wars where Luke is training his students and... We get to see the Force ghosts even coming in there and helping them as well. And that way we would get a kind of smorgasbord of the different ways that these masters would train and how they would teach. It's one thing to be a great practitioner of the Force, but it's also another thing to be able to actually teach people. Anyways, let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Hope you have a great day, and thanks for watching today's video. Leave a like if you enjoyed it. Until the next one, remember, the Force will be with you, always. fight. And since you took my hand off and my lightsaber with it because I let you, I couldn't kill my son, I'll be confined to the Force, which is the only ally I need. Hey, as long as it doesn't involve lightning, we're good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's hope it doesn't get to that part. Luke, when I say go, we go. Do not hesitate, or the consequences could be dire. Remember, the fate of you and your sister depends on this very moment. We have to stop him. Roger, Roger. Don't say that. What? Bad memories. Just say okay. Okay? Go. Hey, stop! Yeah, stop! Who are you? I'm on important Jedi business. Yeah, yeah, listen here, Hotshot. You can't go in there. Try and stop me. Okay,
0: Baldi. Have it your way. (laughs)
1: Listen to me, you little snot. You're gonna stay put until... (sighs) I'm gonna make him pay for that. Nothing will stop me. I'm out.